Hi guys, so as you know, Eddie and I have been doing this podcast for well over a year now. And the one thing that I wanted to say to all of you loyal listeners is number one, thank you. But number two, the only way this podcast grows is by word of mouth and by people reaching out, showing the podcast to their friends, their family, and the people that they know. So if the podcast has impacted you in any positive way, has got you through your work day, has got you through your commute, please share this and help us grow this podcast we love all of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 74 of the Shetty Show, the Shivanetti Show, brought to you live from Chicago, Illinois. No guests, no matter. We are here. We are live. We are about to go over the week. We're about to go over some important topics and some of the exciting things going on in the world of entertainment. Shiv, though, how has your week been? What's been going on in the life of Shiv? How is it all going? Same as last week, work and grinding, except this time I got to indulge with you, my friend. Yesterday, we got our first food review of the Wingstop chicken sandwich, like seven months too late. Mm -hmm. This was recommended to me by a close friend. It was a must try. And Uber Eats said, buy one, get one free. So I said, sure. And I got the chicken sandwich. I got some wings on the side. Tried the chicken sandwich. I got the hot. I believe you got the... Garlic parm. Garlic parm. Average. Very average. I was telling Shiv, you put a gun in my head. You asked me what chicken sandwiches am I picking. I'm going with the Popeyes or Chick-fil-A any day over it. Um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. Definitely edible. But yeah, it's, it's I'd say a 6 out of 10 on the I Richter scale. Agree on the number. Agree on the Chick-fil-A. Why the Popeyes, though? Man, Popeyes is my favorite. Really? You didn't, you didn't know this? Yeah. Dude, I don't really? like. I, I think Popeyes has the best chicken sandwich. The problem with Popeyes is they're not as consistent as Chick Fil A. Okay. And I think that gives them a bad rap. But when you get a really good Popeyes chicken sandwich, like made with tender love and joy, <sighs> it's uh, it's definitely better in my opinion. I don't, I don't feel you on that one, bro. Yeah, I fair. thought Popeyes chicken sandwich. To be fair, when it came out, I made like fifty bucks that day because I went and bought. As many as I could, and then went to the house and just started selling them for like nine, ten. I bought one from you, yeah. Yeah, I I, well, that. you got the you got the friends and family discount. <laughs> would you would you charge the not friends and family? Uh, like ten bucks a pop. <laughs> they were like four dollars. <laughs> we're in DeKalb, Illinois. They were like four dollars. I mean, I really I wanted to go fifteen, but I was like, these guys at the end of the day are my brothers, so we'll give you the not friends and family price, but the not uh, nobody price. But fair. Regardless, man, I had it a few times, and it felt like too bready. It felt like they were trying to, like, dodge around the point of the chicken sandwich, which was a chicken. Uh, uh, but I agree with you in the fact Chick-fil-A, man, bar none, bar it, none. So it's funny. The reason you like it is – or the reason you don't like it is the reason I like it. I love the crunch. I love the extra breadiness. Okay. That's okay. that's where that's where my uh, joy for the sandwich comes in, but that makes a little bit of sense now. What's you your don't. favorite, like, chicken spot just for chicken? Ooh, put me on the spot. Uh, just for chicken. Let's see. I think anywhere in the world or sh city Yeah, I mean, anywhere you've had. Anywhere you've had. Okay. But, but Man. probably something regular. You've had some. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. There's this place in Nashville, Tennessee that I went to called Distillery. Okay. And the Nashville hot chicken tenders there were like to die for i i would rate the place like a nine two nine three just exceptional barbecue place they cook the food right in front of you um it's 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 immaculate 
uh, definitely number one on the list for sure. I had that same feeling, not for chicken, but for barbecue. When I was in Austin, I went to Terry Black's. Terry Black's is like the famous barbecue place out there. Man, everything was falling off the bone, and it was super windy too. But like it was, so we were all outside, but we we're like eating this. You know, you're pretty hungover, just like devouring this mac and cheese. And oh man, it was that. It was ten out of ten. I would say, I, honestly, I really haven't had a chicken place like specific like that where I've been like, oh, that. Mm -hmm. um, Charlie's dad did have fantastic chicken that he, did. he made it. The the pulled chicken you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, he did a good job. He did a fantastic job on that. Uh, but I'm going to say something that nobody in America likes KFC. <laughs> no, America hates K. I genuinely believe America has not just a disdain, but a hatred towards KFC chicken. Mm. I mentioned the words KFC. People go, ew, like, nah, I've had a KFC in like 10 plus years, which is for a reason. Cause they shut down a lot in America, but they're popping in countries like China. Mm. Um, you could get KFC on Christmas in China. It's like a special thing. Interesting. Yeah, China fell in love with KFC. Don't know what happened. Uh, so did England. England did fall in love with KFC. And so a lot of times when I'm over there, we'll get KFC. But when I'm at home, I used to get KFC. KFC, I don't know why people hate on it so much. Like that original <laughs> chicken is like fire, fire. Like it, 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 it also falls off the bone. I don't understand the hate it got. I get that their service can be slow. Hmm. But... Um, RIP because that thing's long gone from this country. There's too many chicken places now. Yeah, there. Uh, that's actually true. I haven't seen as many as I used to back in the day. Yeah. The only one that I still know of in Chicago is off of uh, Irving Park, and it's right or it's right in between Irving Park and Addison uh, by Lane Tech. So that's the last one that like I can yeah, remember. Yeah, and so that's where that business is. <laughs> Fair enough. But hey, listen, you're taking KFC over Popeye's chicken, really? Thousand million wow. quadrillion percent. Popeye's chicken, dude. Popeye's disagree. Chi Popeye's 100%. chicken. Popeye's chicken is extremely average to me. Wow. I I, I, I don't. I think I'm disagree on a stronger completely. nerve, but that that's just the point. Yeah, that's yeah. just where I'm at, man. Yeah, damn, man. Completely disagree. We uh like okay, and you know what? Too for stuff like chains like Harold's, right? I had Harold's quite a few times. It's not it, because it was so overhyped. Mm. It's not that it's bad. Harold's chicken's great. It's just not. When I walked in there, I thought I was going to eat heaven on earth. Yeah, yeah. And in reality, I was like, oh, this is just good chicken. Fair, fair. I've never had Harold's. Have you had Brown's? I've never had Brown's. <laughs> so there was a Brown's. There was a Brown's across the street from my high school. And everybody, <laughs> everybody, if you went to Naples Central High School, you know this. The Brown's chicken that's across the street from Hinsdale is, has to be a front. <laughs> because no we never, for, it, it has been around since I've been there, hmm. right? It's still there. It is open. I never, ever see people there, nor do I see the amount of people that you would think would be like, oh, that business is doing okay. Yeah. That business will be here next year, five years, 10 years. It's still there. I don't understand. It's either the chicken is so cheap because it can't be that expensive. Mm. I have no idea what's going on back there. It's a tiny hut too. It's not that big. Square footage wise, extremely small. I think it's takeout only. But... Uh, I think they're taking out <laughs> a lot more than chicken out there. Dude, it's hilarious you bring that up. Me and my a coworker of mine yesterday were talking about places we think are fronts because there's just like no way that mattress firm. Mattress firm, but one of the ones we talked about was Fannie Mae. And have you seen <laughs> really? have you seen those in the suburbs? Like there's yeah. Fannie Mae chocolate shops. Like nobody buys that. I've so I've been to one about nine years ago. Okay. For some reason, it's an imprinted memory in my head because I didn't want to be there. Yeah. My mom wanted to buy some. Oh, let's check this out. I'm like, I remember looking at the, sh the shelves. I'm like, this place isn't special. No, it's, it's 
This place just looks like a rundown chocolate shop. Pretty much. There's no aesthetic to them at all. They're just, just gross. White. They're just white walls with a couple red of chocolate. Paint. Yeah, red paint, a couple of chocolate boxes. There's no way that those things are still a business. There's one in Crystal Lake, and I've never seen even one car parked in it, and it's been there the entire time I've been driving over there. Mattress firm makes sense because they only need to sell like one mattress a day. Yeah, we were talking about this business model off pod, the uh, mattress. It's like they make they make like eight, nine hundred percent margin on mattresses, which you know it makes sense. I mean, realistically speaking, what are you buying? Yeah, foam. It's true. But you're gonna sleep on it for ten years. Places like the room place too. Every all their furniture is extremely overpriced. I just yeah. I just got a couch on Facebook Marketplace. It's a cloud couch dupe. So all the ladies who listen to this, like the ten percent of you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's a cloud couch dupe. I got it for seven hundred dollars, a year old used. Usually those go for retail about two, five, three thousand. Cloud couch itself though goes for what, like ten? I mean, yeah, like a legit one. A legit one. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very expensive yeah, couches. I've heard I've heard those are like the creme de la the creme. The creme de la creme, yeah. Every every single chick in yeah, America wants, wants one, one of those right now. Um but yeah, dude, the, the the prices when you go to actual furniture stores like the room place, Steinhoffels, it's actually ridiculous what they're charging for what you're really getting. Like a sectional is like three grand and we got this one on Facebook Marketplace for four hundred. Yeah. So like it's just I think with furniture, unless it's your forever home, I think there are ways to save some money there. Oh, and I mean you, the thing is is we've all made the mistake of going to IKEA too. You know, <laughs> yeah. not to shit on IKEA, but it's because it's like you get exactly what you pay for. Right? The trade off is fair, but you buy like a couch for like ninety dollars and then it just breaks six months in or yeah. a desk or I mean, dude. Literally anything from that place, I feel like just falls apart. Uh, and it's it, it's like such a quick fall from grace too. Like it's probably all, your IKEA stuff is probably only good for the first month and a half that you have it. You yeah. probably put put it together wrong, and it, it just breaks. Like my yeah. desk, that thing fell apart the second I lifted it off the ground. It was, but I agree, dude. Facebook Marketplace. Use furniture stores, especially being here in the city, like you see them, we see them all the time. Yeah. You can get some good deals. You can. And it's not, and the thing is, like, it's just one of those things where you have to buy. It's a necessity. You can't live without them. But, like... You could Zuckerberg it, man. Yeah. Like, what's really the point of, I don't know, buying new furniture to me is that there's no real value in doing that at all. No, like you said, unless you're balling or you got... You'd like this is this home's gonna stay here for a while. Mm-hmm. That's when you do it, but that's about it. Yeah, that's that's literally about, about it. it, man. Um, I wanted to talk about the stars that were sitting around the Laker game the other day. Okay, I just still find it incredible that a sporting event can bring in so many A-list eyes. At yeah, once. it's such a packed arena too. It's packed arena, like you just don't see that anywhere else. New York rivals it. Like when the Knicks are in the playoffs, you see a lot of celebrities in the crowd, but LA has just got these. There's just different vibes. Oh yeah, you, the Dodgers too. I think I, the one thing about basketball is though, you're so close to everybody. That's true. You know, yeah. like at, at a Dodgers game, the bleachers really won't have celebrities. No, it's got to be like that front little. You know what I mean? Private section behind home plate. Right. Or they're in a box. Uh, Yeah. You know, and like NBA, well, the most coveted ticket isn't the box. 
It's courtside. It's the courtside seats. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those are like, you get all the business guys, right, on the 200 level box, and all the like stars mm -hmm. are sitting right there. Same thing with like, I imagine going to, one thing I will say that rivals that is probably like the tennis opens. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's a fair point. Wimbledon, US, mm -hmm. Australian, stuff like that. Like, it. I mean, that's, and then big boxing matches. Yeah, yeah. Like if you were at Mayweather Pacquiao, Everybody was in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's completely fair. Speaking of boxing, Devin Haney, Vasily Lomachenko this weekend. Snuck up on me there. Snuck up, but we've talked about boxing quite a bit on this podcast. If you want a boxing match that's going to really entertain you and it'll get you into the sport, you have to know. You don't have to know anything about boxing. I highly recommend you tune in this Saturday. You know, so one thing I actually I will say, though, for people who don't watch boxing at all, this could be a fight where people are like, why are they just, why are you guys not hitting each other? Like, I, I hate that. Yeah. Because from what our little back and forth analysis we had today over our group chat is, you know, Vasily's a technician, good footwork, not known for his power, known for his timing, known for his unorthodox movement, similar to like Roy Jones in a way. And... Devin Haney, like you pointed out, isn't actually known for his power. I thought that he was for some reason, but I guess he's not. He's also a technician. Yeah. And sometimes you see, okay, when two technicians fight each other, it could become a brawl, but it could be dancing for a while. Could be. Yeah. But if you understand the sport at like a smaller level, it's extremely entertaining. Oh, for sure. Like this could be, not. I hope it isn't. I hope it isn't, but it could be like Canelo Floyd. You watch Canelo Floyd, that was 12 rounds of mostly dancing. Yeah. Like 95% dancing. However, Floyd put on such a master class that if you really just didn't understand the sport, you'd be like, why did I just waste 40 minutes of my life mm. watching two guys dance in a circle? Right? It, but if you really understand the sport, it Floyd owned him mm. and took away every big move that he wanted and took away his first his first big move and he, and Canelo was at the time extremely young and he just didn't he didn't know how to respond he probably and also that was probably the best fighter he's ever fought ever going to fight mm. but it could be that fight it could be slow it could be no you make a lot of good points i think i think what is so interesting about this fight is that for a lot of people who don't know the lightweight divisions probably the most stacked in boxing right now we just saw a fight in the lightweight division of uh, Gervonta Davis and Ryan Garcia. Thank you. Yeah, that was, you know, that wasn't a great fight considering it went seven rounds. And for the most part, Gervonta definitely outclassed him. Um, but the winner of this fight, one, wins the title, wins oh, the belt. Else. Yep. So this will make a lineal champ if, uh, either, one if either one wins. So that is, like, super huge. And then the winner of this fight will most likely get Shakur Stevenson. Uh, which is another which massive is just great like fight. Probably a better fight than this one. Um, so, And I don't know where Terrence Crawford's at, but... Ducking. I don't know it, where he went. I mean, he's. I think he's undefeated. What happened to Terrence Crawford? He might have lost a fight, but Terrence Crawford's one of the best um, in that same, same weight class uh, as the other guys. Uh, he was like 33-0, I want to say. Uh, da, 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 da. He is, is he still the welterweight champion of the world? If I were to put money on this weekend's fight 
and this is not advice, but I like the line right now for Lomachenko. I think there's no way in hell he should be uh, plus 250 underdog. So he's plus 250? Yeah. So Terrence Crawford's 39-0. and 0. That's 30 crazy. knockouts. That is nuts. And he fought, he fought 70, 70 amateur fights, though, and lost 12 times. But obviously doesn't count. Mm. But he's currently fighting the Floyd. Uh, but I don't think he's fought anybody like crazy. But he is crazy. He's crazy good. Uh, yeah, yeah. He fights welterweight. So I think that's one up going up there. And I, but Tank is moving up. He is, which is good. He can't make the weight anymore. Yeah, it's it, it, it's crazy though because he's so tiny. He's tiny, but he's built. It's true. Yeah, a lot of meat in them bones. He's a he's a hefty kid. That's always funny I, to me. Dude, I, he looks like he's 180 pounds. He do, he's stocky, bro. He's very. You know stocky. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like he's got that like Jalen Brunson build. He does. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wonder who he fights next. I really wonder like if I think maybe him and Haney would be a good fight. If uh, he's if not, he's not gonna fight Ryan again, is he? I don't know if the, I think they he said publicly he would, but I don't know. You never know what happens in contract negotiations, and he could just duck him forever if he wanted to. Like, he doesn't really need to fight him again. Ryan didn't put up enough of a fight to really deserve a rematch. No, in my opinion, in my opinion, if that rematch happens again, Ryan's need, needs to go on a little hot streak. Deontay Wilder's fighting soon. No, dude, I don't care about it. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to see him hit, hit like knock out a couple trash cans again. I guess I don't know. I think, uh, my, I, I respect the guy. I think, you know, he, it's incredible how great of a boxer he became with such little experience, but I don't know. He got pieced up three times in my opinion by Tyson well, Fury. Usyk, I just, Usyk is going to fight Tyson Fury. And I think that might be Tyson Fury's last fight. Mm, yeah. uh, so I would like to, I would like to see Joshua, Joshua fight Wilder. Yeah. That'd be a nice close. That, to that, chapter. Good, that would still be a good fight. I remember, I mean, listen, four or five years ago when we were in college, that was the talk of boxing at the time. Like Joshua Wilder, which one of them is better? It never happened. And as long as Tyson Fury wins against Usyk and this Joshua Wilder fight happens, if Joshua wins, he's got his path to fight Fury. Mm -hmm. If Wilder wins, I think he's got another shot. It'll be a fourth fight. It'll be a good fight. Because you're right. Tyson Fury did win all three fights. That third fight, though. Oh, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Wilder had him, man. Yeah. He had him. And he had him more than the first fight. If you thought the first fight, Tyson Fury rose up from the dead. Bro, the third fight. <laughs> Deontay Wilder was right there, bro. Yeah. Right there. I know. I was. I remember being at the house. I had a lot of money on Tyson Fury on the line. I... My heart just like stopped <laughs> because I knew at that point that one was way harder than the first one. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's not like Wilder's any better technically or such. I would rather see Joshua fight Fury. That would be, yeah, that'd be cool. You know what? As much of a Tyson Fury fan as I am, I'd see, I could see Joshua winning that fight. Oh, that's crazy. I think Joshua can win that fight. Damn. I think that's, that's a pretty bold take. I, if he doesn't, have a bad camp. Hundred, if I'm assuming a hundred percent, Anthony Joshua. Okay, he can do it. So, do you think you think Andy Ruiz would stand a chance against Tyson Fury? None. The only, the thing is, is that Andy Ruiz was 
it, it was a perfect storm. Anthony Joshua got knocked out in sparring the week before. Hmm. And then I believe his dad wanted him to pull out of the fight. And he was like, even right before the fight, the, the night before the fight, I think, I don't know if it, what medical issue it was. He might've had a panic attack. I have no idea what it was, but he did get knocked out cold in sparring the week before. Mm. So it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I think Tyson Fury pound for pound is better than Joshua, right? If you were to tell me the line was minus 100, I would bet on Tyson Fury, but the line won't be. Anthony Joshua will end up being five, six. He could be seven to one. I don't see that happening, but he could be five to one. It's worth a shot. Yeah, I, it's a good point. Because I think he's got a greater than 20% chance to beat him. Okay. This guy yeah, won the this guy won the gold medal. All right. This, he's not he's not a fraud by any stretch. The fighters he fought even before that, Dillian White and such, were good fighters. Obviously not as good as Tyson Fury. Mm. No one was. But he has an accomplished record that's proven. You win a gold medal in boxing, you are good at boxing. It, it's just about for him, he's got the size, he's got the muscle. And to be fair, he he the only thing he has improved is that he can go long distance, which is what he'd have to do. I don't think he'd knock him out. I think he would. I think for some reason he would. He would be able to maneuver a way where he won by points. Mm. But realistically speaking, that fight probably won't happen because I think Fury's done. Yeah, I don't think his heart's in it as much. Really, he needed like a trilogy with a guy, and that was with Wilder, and now he's living. He's living his life out. He's made his millions. He's I don't I mean, think he needs you know, to. he's done. Yeah. It's like the same thing as McGregor. Like McGregor could go fight all these touted lightweights, middleweights, welterweights if he wanted to. McGregor could go fight in any division he wants and fight any opponent that he wants. He could fight Stylebender. He could fight he could fight any of the guys in the lightweight. I know they've been trading the belts around over there. But he doesn't do it. Why? Cuz he doesn't need to. No, it doesn't. He made like $300 in that Floyd fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reality is too, I think I like when athletes retire at the top of their career. Like when they're when their prime is about to end and they kind of realize that, they head out. I love that. I don't like when guys stick around too long Wait, after. Who did Connor fight last? Um, Poirier. He lost. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. Yeah. He, that's when he snapped his leg in half. Oh, yeah. That was when we lost money on him. We were at Rivers, and uh, it was not good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Greg Hardy. I, I I got smoked that Yeah, day. we all did. Smoked in seconds, too. I was like, I was, I blinked. That, I was down 350. I was like, I Man. think that was all our first time at Rivers. Yeah, it was my first time at Rivers. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I've had a lot better sessions since. Yeah. we. I think we all have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've we've came up from the Rivers days. So. Our last one, my last one. Yeah, it's been it's been a good it's been a good ride at that at that place. It to be fair, I'm excited for the new valleys because the what they've said, it's look, I mean, like that Tribune building kind of big, you know, like, <laughs> like there's a lot of space in there to 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 do stuff. Yeah. I think I'm sad is I didn't see poker on the initial like list of. Mm. So it's that might be phase two, which is like nine years away. Eight years away, yeah. Because this casino is probably three, four years away. They're, you know, they're currently operating. I think in River North. Seriously, is that like the Medina Shriners? Really? Yeah. What are they doing there? Just they, it's a small, small little casino. Yeah. <laughs> it's a full casino. Wow, that's crazy. 
I wonder how much it costs to get a permit for a casino. Have you seen it? Oh, you haven't seen You didn't watch Ozark past that. That's, that's a whole season. <laughs> oh, really? It's how they get a permit, how they get a casino in, in Missouri. Okay. Hilarious. Uh, it just is. But part of it's true. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of red tape. Politicians, workers, unions, mm-hmm. hopefully no drug cartels. If we're talking legally speaking, you know, it's a lot of politics. Okay. Tons and tons and tons of politics. It has to get approved by the state, the, right? The state, City. the gaming commission. So, I mean, it depends. It's like the state needs, the state only gives out a certain number of licenses. So then the state needs to approve an additional license. Then the gaming commission needs to approve that casino to receive the license. Mm. Right. And then it's all the monitoring and all that stuff because they do, they do monitor casinos pretty strictly no, because it's such, have a, to. it's such an easy avenue for money laundering and other financial crimes Casinos were basic, or sorry, the mob is what basically made Vegas what Vegas is today. Mm-hmm. A lot of those properties, or the original properties, were mob mob money, way as dirty of money as you could possibly get. <laughs> built those casinos, which is only fitting, to yeah. be fair. I mean, I guess I'll find out when I when I end up going. But um, Shout you've out been to dropping Italianos. me nuggets. I think it's funny what you've been doing there for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Maybe like once or twice a week, Ed will send me a snap video. And it's not like, you know, it's like uh, five years ago today, right? Because it, it's from the same weekend that, that you went. But it'll just be a different video that you haven't showed me from your <laughs> Vegas trip. And I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. <laughs> Next week, oh, man, that oh that's what that casino looks like or mm-hmm. that's what the strip looks like. So... We got about 50-something days left oh, on the man, Vegas calendar. I would like to do a, a podcast in Vegas. I know it might be a big stretch because we'll be, like, doing a lot. But I think if we could somehow fit in, like, an hour just in our hotel room with a view of the Bellagio Fountain, that would do, be... do, like, an Instagram Live. Yeah, or some. I just I want to do something there, some sort of content I want to do in you Vegas. Know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll do something there. But, um, we'll definitely do something there. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm super excited about the trip. I know I've been talking about it a lot, but and in reality, we got four nights, four days, going for business. No, I, I yes, uh, purely business. Purely business. Purely business. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna show Vegas who the king is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Day one, four hours in, down five grand each. Uh, yeah, that's. If that happens, I'm leaving. I'm booking a. You can't. I'm booking a red eye to Chicago. I'm out. Yeah, that's that and the fir- and the first four hours, dude, get me out of there. Yeah, that's I'm out of there. I'll I hate mean, that place forever. I'll never want to go back. Yeah. I'll never want to go back. Yeah, no. We all gotta there's gotta be like a we know the one friend in the friend group that's going that's gonna be the person to tell us to not do something that's all stupid that we all wanna do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So we need uh, but at the end of the day. We may not have that person 24-7. We gotta we gotta we gotta tote that line between we're in Vegas, let's have some fun. Yeah. And that's a bad decision. Yeah. As long as my conscious makes it with me on that plane, I should be okay. I don't think mine is. But yeah, if if I land and my conscious disappears. <laughs> or it'll stay on the plane don't until know. I get back on. Yeah, it'll be tough. We'll see that. You're telling me the second I walk out, I'm gonna see machines? Oh yeah. At the airport. Right, right as you walk out of your terminal. So I believe this is in uh, play from the Bally's thing. There might be a kiosk at O'Hare. Really? Yeah. 
for sports, uh, but wagering and stuff. Mm. Place your bets before you leave. I mean, that's crazy. Cash them out when you yeah, get back. That is crazy. That's such a good idea, though. It okay. really is. Because okay. you just you have so many different... You have hundreds of thousands of people in airports like O'Hare, Atlanta, every day, every week. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. just such a smart idea. I, I can't hate on that at all. It's uh, It's getting packed up over there. At uh, O'Hare, summer travels in full. Oh yeah, full swing. I've been uh, contemplating taking Southwest so I can leave from Midway because I'm a little closer to Midway now. Here's my issue with Southwest. I'm taking Southwest on the way back. Uh huh. Big issue with Southwest. Your flight gets delayed. It's probably getting canceled. Mm. And you're just screwed. Like when I was going to Austin, my flight got canceled three hours before it was supposed to take off. Like, I was literally bag in hand, getting ready to go on the bus to get to the airport. Mm. And they said, your flight's been canceled. Sorry, next time we can put you on a flight is in seven hours. There's three spots left. What do you want to do? Oh, because the FAA said that it's an FAA issue. We can't give you a refund. We can only give you flight credit. Even though every other airline's flight took off. Spirit Airlines took off. Mm. Right? Because with Southwest, if their flight gets delayed more than 45 minutes, they need a whole nother crew. To take that flight. There's no crew. There's no flight. Mm. Right? So uh, it's the only issue. The one thing I will say when I have flown them, it was it's like flying a normal airline. Mm. Right? Um, but, yeah, I would just be careful. Like, if the flight on United or American is $50 more, book that one. Okay. What tier is JetBlue? I think it's up there. Okay. Because I've never, ever heard of it. Really, people don't talk about it much. And yeah, I've never wrote it. Ever. Never. So, I think it's like a regional, but technically it's upscale. Okay. And by upscale, I mean whatever you call American Airlines, which is not upscale. No. American really? United. I mean, there's really no upscale airline yeah, that's private. Yeah. Yeah. United. Or that's uh in the US, really. In the US, yeah. Like US like, based. If there's... You took so Taiwan Air just got this new like plane that flies to Sydney from LAX and Taiwan mm -hmm. and it's nuts. There's really? only six first class seats. Okay. And it's, they got their, the beds are like the zero gravity beds. Okay. So you don't feel like, you don't feel like you're like, so even if, if even if there's turbulence in the plane, you don't feel that at all. It's what it, it's what it said. That's economy, crazy. economy is the biggest economy seat I've ever seen. Like I'm still sitting back there. The, that seat's just, yeah, I'm not sitting up front. That's a waste of money. Mm. But the I I'm still sitting in the back, but those back seats are like they yeah, over what I've been normally taking. <laughs> the yeah. oh, man. Don't be that guy that gets up when the plane lands and you're in the back. Hang out. Oh yeah. Hang out. Yeah. Chill out. Mm -hmm. Check your phone. Call your mother. 100%. I don't like do something besides stand up, walk to the front like Thanks for disrupting the entire line. Mm -hmm. Pet peeve. Huge pet peeve. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, there's been a couple options for the Vegas flight, and it's had like Spirit one way, United the other, Spirit one way, American the other, Spirit one way. Through? That's uh, it's through the, uh, my company's site through the like the bonus point. I was trying to see like what it would cost. It's a little cheaper. 
Um, and I would get like, I don't know, 60,000 like wow points or whatever. Oh, wow points. Yeah. But like really that 60,000 wow points, I think is like a hundred bucks. Like it's really a, a tiny number. It's, that's still, still it's not bad. Yeah. Spirit, I, though. That's, we talked about that yeah, a few podcasts ago. That's we did. Um, but yeah, man, how, how else are we, uh, we feeling about these NBA playoffs? I'm mad. Um, Listen, if Miami, who won game one in Boston, pulls it off, I'm not mad. That man is on a tear. Yeah. That man's on a mission. A mission from God. If he actually ends up beating the Celtics, he is, a, he is sent from God to win the championship. I do not care. Mm-hmm. He's beaten whoever comes out of the West, which is also, I think, interesting because Denver's very, very good, and the Lakers have their core unit intact, so... It'll be I, I don't I think that that might go seven. I think so too. But the thing is, is the Celtics Heat, especially because the Heat won game one, might go seven too. Yeah, no, I agree. So we might have some worn finals. What one thing I wanted to specifically talk to you about was the uh connotation that in twenty twenty the bubble was easier, but all of a sudden the same four teams that were in the conference finals in twenty twenty are back in the conference finals two years later, three years later. So I wanted to know what your opinion was on that. If you believe all the hubbub about it being easier in the bubble, now that there's proof that these teams were just good. Uh, Is it a fact or not that was AD unhealthy at the time the world shut down? No, he was at it. Actually, that's one of my biggest pet peeves when people bring up the, the title. They're like, oh, well, AD had another two months to recover or whatever, AD wasn't hurt at all that year. That was the season, as the first season AD's almost played all 82. Well, whatever the number was. That 71. season? That season, yeah. And he was he was completely healthy going into COVID. Well, why are people saying he's got two months if he was healthy? Because, or whatever it was, whatever that time frame was between when the world shut down yeah, and when March, they started back like, up. Yeah, March, July or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So they, that's that was like a gripe that some people had, like, have specifically was telling me that the other day he was like oh yeah well ad had all this time to recover like no wonder they won it's like yeah but you can't really say that because he was healthy going in so he was healthy leaving yeah i mean i here's the thing i'm not the guy that's gonna say it's worthless i also don't think it's the same i think it's asterisked okay if you could give half a title you know i know you can't but if you could that's where i'd put it Mm. like at the end of the day, it was not, despite, yeah, sure, it's the same four teams and largely, in a way, the same players. Obviously, the Lakers, core, not, the core stayed the same. By core, I mean two people. The rest of the team has changed. But at the end of the day, to me, no fans. It, it, was in the, it, was, it, it, felt like, it felt like a bunch of guys were playing pickup against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the end of the day, not saying those guys didn't want it. They definitely did. You've been on your ass for three months. This is the only thing people are watching, right? But I just don't think it was the same. It's not the same as having to as as having to go travel four hours to the next to the next place and play two days later, and uh, and then the, to come back and and the fact that you have to play at home versus away and like the fact the fact that. The fact that LeBron had to win games in Golden State to win that title means something. Mm. You know, like it, 
it, it, the away game, the home, the home team, the crowd and all that stuff to me, that actually does really matter, but I'm not going to discount it. I'm not going to say that. Well, I am discounting it. I'm not going to discount it fully. I'm not going to say it didn't count. Definitely mm -hmm. counted. How many titles does LeBron have? You keep that in there, but it's not to me the same as any other one he's won or lost. Okay. I agree with your, I agree with the last thing you said. I, I think it was definitely easier because they didn't have to travel. The crowd definitely plays a part in a win or loss. I don't care what anybody says. 100% plays a plays a big part. The only thing I will say, though, is a lot of the guys who are in the bubble, when they talk about it, they say the hardest thing about being in the bubble was the fact that they had no access to their families for three months. They didn't get to see anybody. It was very shut off. They basically had this little like private resort all to themselves with basically Disney workers and them. So that was one of the well, things. Well, there were some other people. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that were led onto the premises. Yeah, there was. A couple of interviewers, reporters. Uh, some more than reporters. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler? <laughs> um, but no, I get, yeah. listen, I get it, dude. I get it. Also, it, I understand that it was your team that won it, right? Yeah, so, so it's, it's a little no, biased. But I'm not, I'm not, yes, it is. But at the same time, I understand where you're coming from. The, the rules were the same. Yeah, enough. Yeah. Right. And at the end of the day, from what we're looking at, it's mostly the same players. But at the same time, I think the fact that everybody got two months off before it started was also played a factor. Is that wear and tear? Now, LeBron is a player that outlasts your cream, creme de la creme in his career. But at the same time, what about the rest of the team? Not even talking about Anthony Davis. What about the other teams? I know that Denver had injuries that were resolved by the time the bubble game started. Mm -hmm. And I did think one good thing came out of the bubble. What was that? Play-ins. 100%, yeah. Play-ins. Play-ins have really revived the NBA playoffs. Like an eight seed playing a one is like great, but now that the fact that they had to fight to get in there, like it. I oh like yeah, it for sure. It eliminates it eliminates a lot of like it, a lot of the tanking teams too because you got to think about it. Nine or seven through ten got to fight for their spot, but then those guys at eleven and twelve who are like a game and a half back, they got to work for it too. They want to get in. Yeah, you know, so it's going to discourage a, a lot of the tanking problems that we've seen uh, in in recent years. Which, which, which some, I some the NFL should do. Yeah, it's bad, dude. It's tough. I think it's a problem. The problem with the NFL is like every game matters in terms of how many you play because of how physical the game is. Yeah. Where whereas the NBA and how few games there are. It's also true, right? Like the wear and tear in an NFL season is probably triple what it is in the NBA. Yeah. So like. A play-in, while I agree with you, I don't know if that would work or how they can do it to make it where both teams have the same amount of rest, there's not an advantage. I, I don't know. It, well, it, it's I think, tough. I think that it's almost the same in the sense that let's make it a week longer. Okay. At the end of the day, who would object to more football? Nobody, I don't think. Right? So we have we currently have seven each in the playoffs. Right? So all the division leaders 
and almost all of the second place, right? Add two more spots, so the best third place and the last second place from the other division as a play-in. You know what I mean? Like, number one, now it's even on both sides. And we can even we can even do away with the bye. Yeah, we could. Full bracket style. One plays eight. You know? We could. And that way we get another week of the season. So all the other teams do get a week off. But to be fair, I think if you're going to go to the playoffs, I think it gives the fives, sixes more of time to prepare mm-hmm. on the other on the other end. You know, I think we want to see the best players play. If that means players get an extra week of rest so that they're at, a, at their best, that only makes for better TV, entertainment, for okay. fantasy. Do you think removing the buy decentivizes getting the one seed for a lot of teams? Probably. Okay. Probably. I, I, I don't know. Don't necessarily know how we counteract that besides the fact you get home field advantage. But in theory, so would the two until the last game. But I guess that that does matter. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, the buy the buy is crucial, but at the same time, I think I would I would hope that home field advantage is enough. Yeah, I think it. I think it should be, because in the NFL, it's like it's a game changer playing at home. Game changer. Completely different from the NBA. I can't even describe it. It's just different. And it's not like there's not a business incentive. No. More home games. Yeah. Boom, baby. Like, I. it's kind of where I'm at. The problem is, is next year it's a problem with the conferences. Why is that? The NFC's way worse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, way worse. It is considerably worse. The top, like, four of the top five quarterbacks are in the AFC. And the guy who... Wait, is there even... Who's, the, who's in the NFC? Jalen Hurts. I put him in top five. We can we can discuss. I don't. What, who go? That you go, takes a lot. First of all, take take. I I know. Take your f- top five, and I'll tell you mine. But he's definitely Mahomes, mine. Yep. In no particular order, but Mahomes is definitely first. He's one. He's, uh, he's one, one in mine. One. Yeah, one in mine. One. Josh Allen. He's two in mine. I think Herbert's better than Hurts. He's not three in mine. I think I don't know. Do I don't think I can put him ahead of Lamar, and I don't think I can put him ahead of Trevor Lawrence, or I don't. Sorry, I don't think I can put Trevor Lawrence ahead. I don't think I can put Lamar ahead. You're missing one. Rogers. No, Joe Burrow. Definitely better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Rogers. I still think. I think Rogers quite quit for two years. <laughs> I, I'm I serious. I agree with you. I'm so serious. We know what this dude's capable of. I think he quiet quit for two years. Yeah. I think he collected a check for two years. No, it's fair. Went off and did all this shit, grew out his hair, and did a bunch of drugs and all that stuff. Like, he's back, baby. My top five is this. Pat Mahomes, one. Yeah. Josh Allen, two. Yeah. Joe Burrow, three. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, four. Jalen Hurts, five. Ba 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 Because ballers are going to ball at all times. Uh, but yeah, Jalen Hurts is in my five spot. You I know, just think you know he got let go by ESPN. 
yeah, you. I think we we have discussed this story before, but it actually it is a very good story if you want to. No, I didn't dive know he got that. let go by ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did I? Yeah, yeah. We we did a we you did done a, a, you've done a lot of these, man. We've done a Stephen A. Smith segment. It was. Um, I mean, dude, it was really early though. So if you want to get into no, it, no, I really don't. But it's, it's it, one it, of the cool. It's a very cool like comeback story for sure. Work, work your ass off. That's the like that's the TLDR of his story. It's Pretty much, work, work hard, work really hard, and be like the best at your industry, and you'll get paid. Don't worry. The, my but, my favorite stories have to be when the guy going for the dream gets rejected from his dream, but then comes back and bounces back stronger. Gets it. Yeah. I think the whole thing can be summed up by that that Meek Mill video that whoever made that mashup. You see which that. one? Oh man, we're gonna go back. I like the fact that we we played something on the mic. Yeah, that was a that was a really cool addition to the pod we've never done before. High school reporter. Before that, I was an intern at three different locations. I lived off the tuna fish and Kool Aid. I worked in Archdale, North Carolina. I started off as a high school writer. I went to college. I went I went to covering colleges. And then from there, I was a backup NBA writer before being an NBA beat writer, before being an NBA columnist, before becoming a general sports columnist, one of only 21 African-Americans in American history at the time. That's to crazy. In that Shout out Stephen A. Yeah, you know what's crazy, man? The guy gets a lot of hate now because of how mainstream he is, and like some of his takes now are terrible. I think it's part of the the game, part of the thing he's doing. So I don't hate him for it. Man, him. I don't think you have to listen to the guy to like him. N- no, we don't really listen to his shit. We don't at all. We're just a fan of the the work. Yeah, I mean, you got to respect it, dude. That, that's what I'm saying. Like you have to. What is he in his sixties? Fifties. So so, put this in perspective, right? He probably grinded. For 20 Th- years, bro. Thir- dude, like 30-some-odd years to become the face of a— 55. He's 55. So he, he grinded—yes, you're right. You're probably closer to 25 years. Before he became, like, the head of first team. Bef- exactly. Before he became a mainstay guy on mainstream media. 25 years, think about that. Most people won't even put in a year of work. Yeah. Right? So he he knew—he had a vision. He saw his dream. He wanted to make it reality. But it took him 25 years to do that. And now he's in his 50s living the dream that he saw out for himself when he was a young kid, right? Like, that's that's dedication. That's hustle. I don't care what anybody says, but you have to respect Dude, that. Dude, the same things with Jimmy Butler, too. That guy went to Juco. Yeah. You know, like, it, 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 it. I think those stories give everybody who thinks that they're disadvantaged a shot mm. or they're getting beat down a shot. It's like, yeah, you know, especially at our age, right? I'm not talking to a guy who's 45. I'm not. No idea what it's like to feel that way at that age because I'm not, right? But I know what it feels like to somewhat feel that way at our age. And then it's like you look at some of these guys, and it's like if we're on a comparison basis, we're like so early into their grind that mm-hmm. you, there's no way you can make that call that early. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like I see that a lot. With people who, you know, we're two years out of college now. And I think it's discouraged on the fact that people don't actually still know what they want to do. And I'm like, chill out. Like, look at all of these people that didn't really figure it out until they were 35. Mm -hmm. Like, pump the brakes, okay? You don't need a Rari right now. You know, the million dollar idea hasn't come to you. 
hasn't come to most of the people you talk to, right? Mm -hmm. So just like pull back a little bit. But I feel like we don't have that foresight because we're only living our own experiences, right? Right, exactly. So... And you, I, too, when you're in the moment, it's it's hard to to have foresight because yeah. you want things now. But yeah, most great things take time. Yeah, like plain yeah. and simple. Even another story of it: Ray Kroc, guy who built McDonald's. Oh, that guy. Okay. Basically, this guy was a used car salesman. He that's not exactly what he did, but he just sold a bunch of. He was an entrepreneur, sold stuff. Yeah. Right. Mid fifties. Guy finds McDonald's and eventually runs out the two McDonald brothers who actually started the business. And that was kind of ugly. But at the end of the day, he found something in like mid fifties. Okay. And he built a multi, is it a trillion? It's a trillion dollar business. I don't know if it's trillion dollars, but it's hundreds and hundreds Hundreds, of billions of dollars. Hundreds of billions of dollar business. The most well-known fast food restaurant in the entire world. world. Yes. In the entire world, right? And the guy was 50. And before that, um, after watching the, the movie Made About Him, which is played by Michael Keaton, great movie if you haven't seen no, it. Oh, yeah, you told me to see that. Um, but long story short, the, the guy was like the laughing stock of his town up until that point. Like That's crazy. Th- there's, a, there's a video of him going to the country club he paid, played golf at, and he was telling the guys around him who he was playing with. So some of his closer friends... He was telling him about this new business idea. And because they were so used to all of his shitty business ideas, they like laughed in his face pretty much. Yeah. Right. And eventually what ended up happening in that scene was his wife like stood up for him. And I don't know how Hollywood that is, but his wife like grabbed his hand and like backed him. And then when the wife backed him, they all kind of like paid attention because usually the wife was also in on the jokes too. So she realized how much it meant to him and she backed him. And then all the other friends were like, okay, like let's, let's, let's hear the guy out. Yeah. But that's so good Hollywood too. I know. So I'm sure that really didn't happen in real life. I'm sure him getting made fun of at a country club definitely made a hundred percent got made fun of. But the guy ended up opening a location in Illinois where he was from, so right around where we are, um, and he just built a real estate empire because that's because they own all the land underneath. That is what McDonald's is. Yeah, how they've made money. Chick Fil A is even better in terms of a business model. Chick Fil A is even better because they take. They take like 10% off the top of all of their franchises. So before expenses, they just take straight 10% off the top. Okay. And then they take their piece of the net profit. And they own the land under the building. Genius. Yeah. So Chick-fil-A's profit margins, it would take like five McDonald's to have the same pro- like margin. Like comp- comparatively, that's not the right way to say it. It would take... Like four or five McDonald's to produce the same net uh, income as one Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. but McDonald's can crank them out like candy. Like candy. There's no like huge vetting process. No, I mean that that's, that's and Chick Fil A's cool. closed on a day of the week. I dude, I was talking to a coworker about this, and what he's most excited about in his life. This is what he told me. Is he is just waiting for the day that Chick Fil A IPOs because he knows when they IPO they'll go to Sunday they'll go to Sunday I don't think and it's IPO. over with I don't think so I, you're probably right but if they do oh that thing's open I'm, on Sundays oh my God it's open on Sundays I'm buying for sure you think though like I I've always felt that it wouldn't matter right but like 
you understand where I'm coming from when I'm saying, you know, okay, the fact that they're closed a day makes the demand for their product higher, right? Do you think that if it did open a day that it would ruin any part of that brand? No, not at all. I have seen enough Chick-fil-A's in Illinois, enough lines on Wednesday nights. Oh, yeah. That I'm very convinced that the business model is just perfect. Like, I think they if know, they opened on a Sunday, they would like, the Sunday revenue would be nuts. Oh, could be, I feel like, especially the first couple of years, because people are just going to want to go on Sunday now. They've Did been, you know you couldn't, you couldn't yeah, yeah. help you open on Sunday. D- Deprived on Sundays, right? But like, seriously, I think that's what would be the effect. I think they'd make a ton of money on, on Sunday. Dude, I love Chick-fil-A. It's just not like done it. You can't you can't do it all the time. It's not like no, Chipotle. No, no, no. Chipotle you could do all the time. You could, yeah, yeah. I did it at some point. You could be both did somewhat. Mm. Yours just was a lot cheaper than mine. Yeah. I would just shell out fourteen dollars every time. But at the same time, you can't do Chick-fil-A every day. It just done it just done fit. As coming from someone who did Chick-fil-A every day for a little while, that was not sustainable. <laughs> it was good. That's it was true. damn good though. Uh they put they they do put something in their chicken to make it uh, more addictive. I forgot what it's called. I was hearing about this the other day. I want to look this up now so I can tell the world. So did you know that, like, speaking of food, so you remember, like, when we were kids and they were like, don't eat GMO? Right. GMO is bad. Yeah, what is, uh, what is about that? What's going on there? We were lied to, bro. Straight lied to. What are GMOs? So GMO is just it it is exactly what it means right it's a genetically modified organism okay right it's just the fertilizer that's essentially used to allow the thing to produce more right you want to eat crops that like are in constant like you don't eat a crop and then like it never pops back up again right it regrows regenerative regenerative crops Okay. So GMO, all it really, like, yes, does it alter the thing you're eating? It does make it bigger. It does do a lot of other different things, right? But at this, at the end of the day, it's not like organic is any better for you. And the term organic doesn't actually tell you if what you're eating is good for you. Because there could be other like nitrates and chemicals that are put into the soil that still make it organic, it's just the GMO is what's put into the, like, the actual thing you're eating. But there are still soils that you can eat food that says it's organic, and it's terrible for you. So, like, that whole thing was just so you could spend two extra dollars on the organic versus the non-organic. That is crazy. I wonder how much of big grocery stores like Whole Foods is that, a th- like, oh, that's a thing for. Dude. Whoever came up with that business model, because like Genius. that's not how it used to be, right? I mean, there wasn't. I remember as a kid, there wasn't Whole Foods. It no, was no, no, it's not. Dominic's. Really organic was. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember Dominic's. Dominic's. Well, organic wasn't a top of a conversation when we were kids. No, at all. And, but whoever came up with the idea of like, hey, let's just make all of the normal stuff you get at a grocery store, package it a little better. And make it for rich people. <laughs> Pretty Done. much, yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. And Mariana's to a certain extent similar, but I think Mariana's is... It's more of a... It's, it's not gas. as bougie. It's not as bougie yeah. as, as Whole Foods, yeah. But it's still bigger than Jewel Osco. Yeah. 
And I, I like the fact that Jewel combined uh, forces with them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know when that thing's actually going to end up going down, but that's... Okay. It's still not uh, official? No, it, I mean, it was. It was all over the news. Okay. It was all over the news, but I don't know. Like, So, for instance, Microsoft and Activision. Bang! That- Austin Reeves, Lakers, up five early. Sorry, Shift. Five on the first minute. Um, that's all right. We're excited. What was, I, what was I saying? Oh, Microsoft. Microsoft, yep. Microsoft and Activision, $70 billion. This was announced like well over a year ago. The problem is, is that in acquisitions too, from when we agree to when it actually ends up fully closing can be normally it's months apart, right? Sometimes it's weeks, but normally it's months apart. In cases of these huge acquisitions, like we're talking, this is as big as it gets, $70 billion. Like uh, it, the, the Twitter one was actually pretty quick, but especially in a case like this where it's, I think this is even more than $70 billion. This is Jesus. This is one of the biggest deals I've ever seen. But it's going to take a long time to close because you got to think about it. One, both sides have to get anything that's happening pre-closing in order. And then at the same time, it's all of the steps that are required to where we can get our books in line for a specific date, right? The lawyers need time to draft up the contracts. And all of the parties involved, because it's not just two businesses. We got bankers, we got lawyers, we got accountants, we got we got everybody in this mix. To get all of the ducks in a row before that thing can actually happen and everybody can just get in a room and sign, uh, it, it's going to take a while. In this case, this needed regulatory approval mm. from the U.S., the U.K., and like a couple other countries. So that is going to take another team of lawyers and another few months and a bunch of regulators looking at it. And so I forgot which side actually denied it. I don't know. I don't think it was the U S I think it was the EU that actually ended up um, like blocking it at first. And now I think it's actually going to go through. Okay. So that happened like over a year ago, I think that acquisition got announced Mm -hmm. and it's going to close at some point this year. That's actually kind of crazy, but being in the industries we're both in, it's, it makes so much sense, though. And it's, it's very necessary, too. For those of you thinking, like, oh, it's a drawn-out process, it's not. It's definitely necessary. No, and, and for someone who's, like, somewhat in that process, right, it, it, it especially afterwards, right, we, we agree. So there's, like, a little bit of a dead period mm-hmm. where we're like, all right, cool. This is going to happen now. But now it's like, oh, crap. We got to get – if you're the person or the group that's selling your business – it's like, oh, we need to get all this stuff done. Yeah. Before, because the thing is when you buy, when you end up buying, there's a bunch of like indemnities and, and stuff in the contract that need to like get looked at and reviewed. And if you are, in some situations, if you're the sellers, you will lose the proceeds if some of these things aren't correct or in order or or correctly stated or uh, unknown circumstances or, or, or items within the business that have just been agreed upon to be figured out at a later date aren't figured out before the thing actually ends up closing. Mm. So it, it is it is a huge, like, long, long process. But at the same time, all of these people are moving, like, as fast as they can. Yeah, which is the, kind of the wild, like, uh, conundrum, right, that, that happens is, like, it's not that people aren't working hard or trying to get things done on time. It's just there's so many different players in the mix yeah. that everybody's got to kind of get their own two cents in. Yeah. Um, and, dude, even when I was at GS uh, working on, like, hedge fund trades, yeah, a hedge fund trade takes basically 
I would say like three months start to finish to just get paid out. Right. Even if it's just like a simple redemption. Like if a guy's like, hey, I want 500000 out of whatever fund I'm invested in, it's got to go through legal approval and it's got to go through the private wealth advisor. They got okay. And then they reach out to, you know, the client service team who reaches out to the operations team. And then the trade has to get vetted 85 times and they have to be an accredited investor and you have to make sure there's no sanctions on their account. It's all this stuff that happens down the road for the tiny end result. Um, but it's just, it's necessary in, in any type of financial transaction. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. And it, it, it's funny because I think people who just have no clue are just like, why is it taking so long? Well, like, sorry, dude, it's not chat GPT over here. Like yeah. we can't spit out an answer to you in mm-hmm. two seconds. So. I think the uh, topic of today's podcast is that long is good in a lot of ways. Yeah. Long yeah. Is good. I think, I think it, I think it is. I think mm-hmm. it is. And take your foot off the gas or put it all the way down. Boom. I think we're more of the second one. Yeah, I agree. We're at an hour. Ladies and gentlemen, episode number 74 of The Shetty Show, The Shiv and Eddie Show, brought to you live from Chicago, Illinois. Thank you again for listening. Shiv, that was a very nice thing you said at the beginning. We needed to do more of that, so I'm glad that you took the initiative and went off on your soliloquy. Um, I would like to say nothing else extra. Make sure you follow the Instagram and TikTok pages lacking a little lately especially my myself um but we will be posting more as we start getting into a new groove with this podcast we will be having more guests on so pay stay tuned for that it is gonna happen it's about time and lastly shiv do you have any final thoughts i love you guys bye